in cooking. Taste this. So we're at, right now in Sabor Colombiano. It's one of our clients. Uh, we're in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, they make totally authentic Colombian cuisine. One of the great things about this business is you get to learn so much about these different cuisines. Uh, there's two foods in particular we're going to look at today. Uh, there's the empanada, which is one of the most popular foods throughout Los Angeles. These guys are, you know, there's a, they're Colombian, so it's kind of a Colombian variant. Uh, but you find it in Me Mexican cuisine and Argentinian uh, throughout the Caribbean. Uh, and then there's another food that we're going to look at, uh, buñuelo or pan de queso. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cheese bread um, that's either baked or deep fried. There's a couple different variants. And we're going to show them how they can save time and, uh, and do it with our machine. So in general, we do, you know, we can do business with big, you know, distribution companies, that's great. But we also, one of the cool things is we get, we hear from businesses like this all the time. What happens is they have these food, a food like an empanada is, it's a delicious food. And what happens is it takes a lot of time to make by hand. Okay, so they look, they check things out, they, they find us on the internet and they see that we can do it from a, from a machine. Um, it's really cool being in Los Angeles. We're kind of right down the street. They can come, they, in fact, they're going to come down to our factory and do a trial. So we're going to see how well we can approximate what they've been doing for, you know, probably decades and decades, if not generations, uh, on our machine. Hola, muy buenas tardes. Buenas tardes, Rosario, ¿cómo está? Bienvenido a Sabor Colombiano. Gracias. Entre, entre comidas, ¿no? Lo tomamos con soda o 
algún jugo que quiera acompañarlo. ¿Qué se parece a los donos americanos? Eh, puede ser, ¿no? Puede ser o a la, no las donas exactamente, sino a... To make Colombian Pantabono takes a lot of skill and family recipe and of course love. The chef begins to combine a mixture of tapioca or cassava yuca flour, one cup of yellow masapara, which is also pre-cooked cornmeal, two cups of grated farmer's cheese or queso fresca, two eggs, two teaspoons of sugar, and salt to taste. The chef begins to mold that dough for approximately eight minutes on low speed. Just when the dough is able to be molded and formed, the chef takes the product, rolls it first, and twists it into a circular design. Colombian Pantabono is best served with coffee or chocolate. It's then put into a preheated oven at 350 degrees, of course with a grease-lined pan, and baked until the top is puffed and ready to go. As an added bonus, you could sprinkle some confectionery sugar as an added sweet treat. Now back to the machine. guys, we're back here with the ST97W showing another great recipe you can do from South America. Uh, what we have here is a pan de bono, okay, and it's a cheese bread. Now, there are several different variants of this basic recipe in South America. Brazil, you find a pan de queijo, they call it a cheese bread, very popular. Um, in other Southern American countries, Colombia, Venezuela, you have something called uh, pan de bono or buñuelo. Okay, so there's a little bit of difference, same basic recipe. The pan de bono, it comes out like this, it has a little bit of a, a tip on it, and we can, uh, we can modify this quite a bit too. So with our shutter system, again, we have so many different shapes, we have over 30 shapes, so we can create the exact you know, shape that you want to go into the oven. The pan de bono goes from this, and it goes into the oven, and it's baked, and if you have a, a rounded, shape, which we have a, a rounding machine as well that we provide customers, and you'll get a round, perfectly round shape, and you'll have a buñuelo, and this is deep fried. So they're absolutely delicious foods. It's, it's a cheese recipe, a, you know, a cake, flour, and a, and a cheese. Um, it's just, it's a very good food. You can have it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So it's a very popular food. Um, so what how we do it, very simply, on the SD97W, this is a very easy food for us to do. Uh, we use one of the compartments, so there's no encrusting, there's nothing in the middle. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty uniform mixture. Okay, so we can just run it straight through the machine. Uh, again, we have our settings uh, essentially saved here. We can, you know, tweak the settings a little bit, get to the shape that we want, and we can simply start the machine. 
the first couple of pieces will be uh, not uniform and then you'll quickly come out and you'll see the production is just pushing them out. We're running at uh, probably about a third of the machine's capacity right now so you're going to be able to do uh, you know much more uh, much higher production level than what you're seeing right now. But it's just showing another food uh, that the machine does very well. So very often we have uh, many customers who will buy uh, this machine for another purpose, maybe to do a cookie, maybe to do a different encrusted food, and then they'll find you know, a secondary application such as the cheese bread uh, from South America. Hi, I'm Chef Joe Seminero with Taste This Television here to make a deviled eggs food recipe. So now check it out. There's a couple of ingredients of different products that we're going to be using to make this deviled eggs. And you've had them anywhere from paprika on the top to infused with ham, from caviar to this and that. And I'm going to show you my simple recipe uh, that involves all these incredible products here to really make a good deviled egg that you can kind of walk away feeling that you, you've eaten a good quality deviled egg, not just egg yolks and mayonnaise and a little bit of sour cream. So these perfect uh, balances of flavors and spices are really going to go a long way. All right, so let's talk about some of the products we're going to be using today, right? So we got this uh, pecan ridge plantation oil, and it's a pecan oil or a pecan oil, however you want to say it. And the oil itself is a very subtle oil. So if you add it to things like deviled eggs or, or pretty much anything that doesn't have a, uh, an overly spiced kind of Cajun taste, this is going to lend very well to bringing out the natural flavors of the product. So we're going to be working with this. Next, we're going to be working with Spice World. Now, if you haven't seen their squeezed garlic, uh, it's and, and you're used to using Spice World garlic, this is like a step in really the right direction because you can carry this with you. It's easy. You just flip the top, squeeze the amount of uh, garlic that you need in there. You don't have to worry about uh, the old times of opening up the jar, getting your spoon in there, etc. Uh, really cool, and they also have their ginger as well. Now, we're using something today that's new to the show called uh, Mother Earth Products. This is their spinach. Now, these foods are dehydrated, which are perfect for later use. If you've seen a lot of people on YouTube and many other different videos talking about dehydrating food and storing food for later use, uh, well, if you don't have to do that or you don't have a dehydrator, you just don't want to get involved with that, you can turn to Mother Earth's products. Uh, they get a really good line of stuff. Now today, we're only using Eggland's Best Eggs, and personally, this is my favorite egg to use. Uh, it's got everything from a healthier quality egg to even the look of the egg as well when you break it over, and more importantly, the taste is best. So when I'm using any kind of egg products, whether it be in breakfast, uh, deviled uh, eggs, or anything like that, especially baking, Eggland's Best are the best eggs around. So now to get started, what we're going to do is boil some of these eggs, and then we got a topping that we're going to be using today from Paramount Caviar. And this is their, their Hackleback Caviar, a very distinguished, nice, creamy, black consistency of caviar that you want. Not too overpowering, not too salty, but really is going to uh, lend itself and complement the eggs perfectly because there are hundreds of, uh, of, of different kinds of caviar out there, and not all caviar goes great with deviled eggs. 
Uh, so you have to know that and be experienced that uh, you're not going to use a uh, wasabi roe caviar for something like a, a deviled uh, eggs unless you're, you're in the mood for some massive heat. Now all the time, and I'll speak about this later about you know, not dipping this a metallic spoon in there, etc. So we got what we got here we're going to be working with. So I've taken these Eglin's Best Eggs and I've actually boiled them for about 9-10 minutes till they're done. Taken them out, letting them cool, and I've taken them out of the shell, cut them in half, and then you see this nice little handy dandy uh, pocket where the egg yolk used to be. Now, here's the egg yolks, I've taken them out. And we're going to season this with a couple of things. First, we're going to take some of this pecan oil. You say tomato, I say tomato, pecan, pecan. And we're going to put a little bit of that in there. And the flavor of the oil really isn't going to bleed out into the flavor of the deviled eggs. You're going to find that this oil has a, uh, uh, not an overpowering flavor. It really balances out the fat, which is what you want to do because egg yolks tend to be very pasty and sticky and you want a more creamier consistency. What would the world be without garlic? So we're going to add a little bit of garlic in there. Again, not too much, but to, to take it to that level where, where we like it. We need a little color in there, a little flavor of green. Next, we got a little bit of white pepper. You always use white pepper when, when you're dealing with deviled eggs, and a little bit of kosher salt. Next, we have a combination of creme fraiche and mayonnaise together. Now, notice I didn't say sour cream. You know, I've tasted a lot of uh, sour cream deviled eggs. Just, just, not, just not my thing at all, man, really. All right, now we're going to mash this up. And it's important that it becomes like a creamy consistency. One thing I can't stand is like when you go to a buffet line and you eat deviled eggs, where like they've just basically taken the egg yolk and a little mayonnaise, and like it sits out on that buffet, it gets that crusty, hard, disgusting top look to it. Um, using the creme fraiche will make it a much more creamier consistency, and you'll be in a lot better situation. And basically what I'm doing is I'm just mashing it I love the way the green just gives it a, a different consistency. One of the reasons why I like to use dehydrated spinach is because it picks up the liquid and then and absorbs any other uh, water in there whatsoever. All right, so we're going to continue to mash this up. I think we're just about there. I like a little clumpy for my egg yolks. I don't like it to look so smooth it looks like it's processed. And what we're going to take is a pastry bag. I got one of these disposable pastry bags, way too big. Cut this down in size. And these are really cool because you use them, you throw them out. This is really the best way to prepare the deviled eggs. Like you can get fancy and use like a star tip and get that wonderful design. I don't know. This is me here, so I don't feel that fancy today. Careful you don't put it all over the table. And we're going to make two different kinds of deviled eggs here today. We're going to use caviar, and I'm also going to use some pecans. So basically, you're going to take your egg, and with your pastry bag, you're just going to kind of, I mean, you can make any design that you want to make. Set that down. And again, without having to do all 12 of these, we're just going to do two. Okay. Now, 
We talk about uh, what we got going on here with what we're putting on the, the actual deviled eggs itself, right? And we got our caviar. Now, do we ever want to take a metal spoon and dip it in caviar, any kind of roe? Absolutely not. It will pick up the metallic taste immediately. Take a look at this uh, caviar here. You see how the eggs are perfectly round and not broken whatsoever? That is a sign of really good caviar. Uh, and the smell. What you smell with caviar, really, there should never be a fishy smell whatsoever. It, it should never be that sticky. You know, there shouldn't be any discoloration. This is perfect. We have our caviar spoon. And what we're going to do is gently take enough that we need, and we're going to put it right over the top. This is really beautiful caviar. You see how it kind of sticks together? Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, now we got a little bit of our pecans. Because a nice nutty flavor with eggs is good. Try it. And we're just going to put a little pecan over the, over the top like that. Now you know you've had your traditional paprika and all that stuff. This, this takes it to another whole level. Here. And you could smell the garlic in there. I love the, the, the raw garlic fat. And you know, you could just garnish it with a little bit of uh, greens. And here you have it. Two delicious deviled eggs that are easy to make. I mean, there's so many different combinations to make deviled eggs, and they're fun, and you can add anything to them. There's no rules to this. So get what you have in your local pantry, throw it together, and with a little bit of luck, you'll be eating right. So on to the next recipe, so don't go anywhere. Taste this. So now we're going to get started on our dessert. Now, today we're using Savrano lemon liqueur, which is basically a limoncello. A uh, combination of a lemon-flavored liqueur, basically. Now, we're going to do a couple of things with this. I've made, actually, a lemon liqueur dessert bread uh, in which I've taken the majority of graham cracker uh, crust or graham cracker flour, a little bit of almond flour, a little bit of regular flour, and I've come up, I made with these bread and come up with some biscuits. Basically, what you do is just flatten this down, take a little circular motion, cut it out. You can do any shape you want. I just did circular. Uh, and there you have it. You bake on a 325-degree oven for about 13, 14 minutes, and you come up with this incredible-looking biscuit, right? So we did four of them. We're only going to demo one. So we have the biscuit. We're going to cut with a serrated knife. And you can see that the graham cracker uh, gives it a consistency that's very crumbly, and that's what I like with desserts. I'm not looking for a bread that's gooey and very glutinous. Uh, uh, we're looking for something that breaks apart that's perfect for dessert. So what I've done is I've taken some creme fraiche and I've taken some ricotta cheese and in a blender with some sugar, uh, actually agave, I come up with this. And you get yourself a nice creamy consistency uh, that you can throw on this. And you can do this with anything. If you don't have creme fraiche and you don't have ricotta, uh, you can use impostato, straight impostato cheese as well, uh, which is used for a cannoli or cassata cake. So what we're going to do is take a little bit of our cream. We're going to put a dollop in here. And when we made this cream, I put some limoncello in there. So automatically, you're going to get that incredible lemon flavor. And you're going to put that down first. Next, I've taken some mangoes, in which I've soaked in with some lemon liqueur as well. And these are really good. I've soaked them with half water and half limoncello. And we're going to take a little bit of this. Put it right over the top. And right away, you smell the uh, incredible limoncello flavor, uh, which, hey, we're doing something with limoncello, so everything should have a little bit in it. And it'll complement it just as well. All right, now we have 
some other things going on here. We got this caramel that I've made with brown sugar, regular sugar, and I've cooked it down almost to like a, a, a simple syrup consistency, but this you know, how you make caramel. Uh, if you were going to make hard candy, you wouldn't go as low, and then you have this wonderful uh, flavor here. So what I'm going to do is take a little bit and just drizzle this over the top. Perfect. And, you know, when you have something that's, I want to say, the consistency of lemon, the flavor of lemon, the tartness of it, uh, you need some more sugar to kind of balance that out. Don't forget that we have limoncello in the biscuit, we have limoncello in the limoncello cream, and we have limoncello soaking in the, ma in the mango. That's a bit much. You need something else to cut it, and this caramel is going to be perfect with it. Next, I have a dehydrated mango juice that I'm going to use just for a garnish. And I have uh, a hybrid that uh, a company in Ohio is making, and it's a combination of basil and mint combined. So you have a flavor of basil and you have a flavor of mint as well. I'm just going to put a little bit of this over the top. All right, and to finish out, of course, you could never forget limoncello. It reminds me of like Europe. You know, I go over there for, you know, you're walking a hot summer day in the beach. Limoncello right out of the freezer. That's what I'm talking about. I'm toasting to you, all my good people out there, for watching this fun-filled episode of Taste This TV. So now, you don't have to do much with this. Like I said, it's an easy recipe. A combination of limoncello and many other ingredients you got going on. You can have yourself a fabulous recipe here. But don't stop there because you can hydrate strawberries, you can do blueberries, you can have done raspberries, you can have done blackberries. All of it goes great with limoncello when you're talking about dessert, it will not pass you by. Well, thank you for watching this fun-filled episode of Taste This TV. I'm your host, Chef Joe Simonero. Remember, there are no rules in cooking. Taste this.